Welcome to A Church in the City, a podcast sharing messages, sermons, and talks from downtown Christian Church in Grand Rapids, Michigan. We exist to empower a movement of passionate Jesus followers. We hope that this word can encourage you and strengthen your relationship with God. Thanks for joining us. Well, welcome everybody. Um, New visitors, want to welcome you to um, DCC and appreciate you coming and fellowship with us today. I'm excited about this, but at least I said happy. I, I, I'm gonna, I, yeah, of course we're gonna be happy, but that's what I wanna talk about. It's not necessarily being happy. I would say be full of hope and be full of faith. If I encourage you today to be full of hope and faith that could cause you to have joy, amen, right? But it, it's, it's, it's what I wanna encourage you. And then it, basically, it, you know, you hear rejoice in the Lord always. And I'm, I'm starting with the scripture. Um, I'll just read that in Philippians 4 4. It says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. And when we talk about rejoicing in the Lord, we talk about obviously trying to be happy, be full of joy. And I do believe that's so powerful when we begin to learn about the joy of the Lord. The Bible says the joy of the Lord is our strength. But I want to challenge us today, though, about rejoicing in the Lord. And, I, and, and, and I'm, I've been a believer for almost 33 years. Um, and God's starting to show me this in everyday life, that I'm not rejoicing in the Lord. Yes, I love Lord. I'm, I love the Lord. I'm happy, but I'm but I'm, I'm I'm getting caught up into my circumstances. I'm getting caught up into my frustrations. I'm getting caught in my everyday life, in the grind of everyday, just trying to survive or trying to live or trying to do the right thing. Or even as a believer or being a leader in, in ministry or in business, because we have a business too. I'm always trying to what's next, Lord. I'm always trying to so I'm like trying to do these God things, if you will, or just trying to live life, if you will. And and the problem when we just do that, if we don't do it in the Lord, we do it in our own strength. And this is where the enemy comes in. The enemy, who's the enemy? He's the devil. The Bible says the enemy, the devil, walks like a roaring lion, seeking who he may devour. The Bible also says in John 10, 10, thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But Jesus says, I've given you life and life more abundantly. And this is what I want to talk about today. If we're going to really rejoice in the Lord, we've got to say, what does it look like to be in the Lord? What does it look like to rejoice in the Lord, in the Lord? The Bible says we can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens us. It's being in the Lord. So what, what it causes us to do, it causes us to focus on the Lord. It causes us to focus on what Jesus has done, who Jesus is and who we are because of Jesus. But to be honest with you, at least I'm talking to myself, but I think all of us, if we're honest with ourselves, we see ourselves and our circumstances, our problems, our feelings, our emotions a little bit bigger than we focus on Jesus. We focus on what, what ruffles our feathers or our uncomfortability, being uncomfortable. And so often we're fighting just to be comfortable that we're not realizing that that's not God's will for you to be comfortable. It's God's will to know him and know his peace and his love. But sometimes you won't be comfortable. Jesus even said it when, his, when he was going to the cross. He was talking, John 14 says, you know, don't let your heart be troubled. And because there'll be tests and trials in this world, but be a good share. I've overcome the world. We're trying to overcome this broken world. We're trying to overcome problems and situations and circumstances of life. We're trying to walk this, this narrow path, if you will, but we're trying to do it in, with, in our own strength. We're not rejoicing in the Lord. We're not reminding ourselves what Jesus has done. We're not reminding ourselves who we are in Christ. The Bible says that we are more than conquerors in Christ. You know why? Because Jesus conquered. He, He destroyed the grave. He said the grave, he, he said it went down to hell and took the keys of hell and he stomped the, he stomped the devil. 
He did. Our victory is in Jesus because Jesus is the victor. He won for us. He set us free. But we're not going to rejoice in the Lord if we keep not believing that. And it's amazing. I just want to read some scriptures just because I love the scriptures. But guess what? There's more rejoicing in the Lord in the Old Testament and the New Testament. As I was doing some studying. But I'll read a few. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in Him. I am helped, therefore my heart greatly rejoices. And with song, I will praise Him. That's Psalms 28, 7. Another good one. Be glad in the Lord. Rejoice, you righteousness, you righteous. And shout for joy, all you upright in heart. Psalms 32, 10. Do you know the Bible says we're righteous? Because Jesus made us righteous. We didn't earn it. We didn't deserve it. Jesus paid the price. We're righteous. But you know what the devil reminds us? All the coulda, shoulda, we shoulda done. All the mistakes that we did. Wish we wouldn't have done that. That doesn't change what Jesus has done. If you're, if you're a believer in Christ and Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, there's nothing that can separate from his love. There's nothing can. There's nothing can separate from the love of God. But we don't believe that because that's what the devil does. The Bible says the devil is a father of all lies and all his resources lies. So his mission on earth and, 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 and against God's people is convince us of his lies, to believe what he wants to believe. When we get to the point where, where we start to believe the lie, we start to remember, forget our identity. Then our identity being in, our, in, our, in what we do at work or what we do. Our identity becomes something else other than son or daughter. And then you're not rejoicing in the Lord. You're not reminding yourself. Yeah, God has a plan for each one of us and he has a destiny. But when our self-worth becomes on how we behave or what we do, or what we say, or, or, or what we can do at work or something, then, then our identity becomes in ourselves. Our identity has got to be in Christ. That's where the strength comes from. That's where the power comes from. The victory is already yours because Jesus gave it to you. Let me keep reading just because these are good. Psalms 35, 9. And my soul shall be joyful in the Lord. It shall rejoice in his salvation. It's his, he gave it to us. It's a free gift. Let all those who seek you rejoice and be glad in you. Let such, let such as love you, your salvation, says continuously, the Lord be magnified. And I can go on and on. Look at this. Who, David wrote this. An Old Testament believer. We're a New Testament believer. Jesus Christ has came. He died. He rose again. He's sitting at the right hand of the Father interceding for us. And we become righteous sons and daughters. The Bible says we're complete. So often we're fighting battles that are already won in Jesus. But we're not seeing the Lord. When Jesus died, he said, it's finished. It's finished. It's finished. But we're going and we're saying, God, why is this not happening? Why is that not happening? God, you told me to do this. You told me, why, what's going on, Lord? I'm not happy. This isn't working out right. I'm so glad that David didn't do that. Because David wrote, David, had more, David as an Old Testament believer had more revelation of the Father, love, and revelation of our Lord Jesus Christ. And David, the Bible says David is a man after God's own heart. Think about David, and, and let's just take, let's take a trip down in the Old Testament for a minute. David, he gets anointed king. The big day he gets anointed king, man, think about that. Man, remember when David got anointed, anointed king, if you were at his time? Yeah, here's what happened. Samuel the prophet comes and says, I want to see your sons. Jesse shows all his sons, not David though, everybody else. And Jesse, I mean, excuse me, Samuel goes, there's more? 
He, they forgot about David out there tending sheep. That was his great anointing time. Think about that. How many times do you feel rejected when someone doesn't give you your attention? Or you didn't get, someone didn't say the right thing. Or your, little, your, your, your feathers are ruffled. They're just, life kind of stinks sometimes. And you go off the deep end. Because you're not trusting in the Lord. So when David got anointed king, he wasn't even at, they were, he, wasn't at, he didn't even get brought up to it. Then finally, when Samuel pushed him, Jesse goes, David's father, oh yeah, my son, yeah, he's tending sheep. Well, go get him. And they said, compared to all his brothers, he was like the least, the least likely to be king. Yet um, God says, I look at the man's heart. I look at his heart. Good. Is God looking at your heart? What are you doing with your heart? Your heart's troubled? And so they pray for David, and he gets anointed king. He anoints David as king. So that's when the journey starts. And then he becomes king instantly, and everything's grand, and he... What? No. That's not what happened. He went years, years, I'd say according to history, even over a decade, trying to walk that anointing out as king. And the king of Saul was his father-in-law, because, you know, you hear David and Goliath. He killed Goliath. Everybody liked him. Then his father-in-law got, um, the king Saul got jealous over him. So he had to run. And he lived in caves. This is a king. The, the man that was known as king. He, he was constantly running, living in caves. Cave. Stories. Stories of things about David. Yet he's the one who wrote this. Rejoice in the Lord always. For he is good. He is faithful. Great is his faithfulness. David reached his destiny because he never took his eyes off Jesus. And he made a lot of mistakes. There's a story about Ziglag when he, David was off the war and he comes back and the whole, the whole town, the whole village gets sacked. And, 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 and they take everything. They take the women and children. So David goes to his men. So, okay, how are we going to get them back? And they talk about killing David. Let's kill David. It's all David's fault. This is the guy. And you know what the Bible says he did? He went and cried and he gave up. No, he didn't say that. That's in his, that he didn't say that, so make it for record. He did not say that. The Bible says this. But that's how we do sometimes. Come on. We, we, we get our worlds rocked up. So you don't understand what I'm going through. No, I don't, but God does. And we stop and we get stuck. And the enemy says, that's where I want you. I want you stuck and stopped. I don't want you moving forward. You know what David did? He went and he encouraged himself in the Lord. He encouraged himself. He, got, he just rejoiced in the Lord. He got his eyes back on God, who God was, what God's word says about him. And then if you keep reading, then he said he inquired of the Lord. And then the Lord told him what to do. He went and got back. He got everything they stole, got the women and children back, and he walked in victory. But think about it. He encouraged himself in the Lord, and then he inquired of the Lord. So often we just want God to fix us, just fix the problem. We really don't want God. We just want our problem fixed. Let me repeat myself. We really don't want God. We just want our problem fixed. I'm not throwing any kind of condemnation at everybody. I just want to challenge. Okay, that's what I do sometimes. I love God. I know he's good. I, I, he's, my, he's my God, my Father in heaven. Jesus is Lord. Holy Spirit's my friend. But I'm constantly behaving. Like this, a normal person. I'm not behaving like a, a son and daughter of the Most High God. I'm behaving in my own strength, my own ability, and I'm always asking God why. If you don't know, if you want to know why, find out what His Word says about it, and stand on it.
But you don't understand, Chris. I'm going through some stuff. I don't, but God does. David was going through stuff. Think about that. And I'm so glad he inquired of the Lord, but he first encouraged himself first. If we can't see who we are and who Christ is in us, how can we expect to get any direction from him? If we're not magnifying the goodness of God, the power of God, the victory that we have in God, how are we ever going to hear from him and understand what to do? This is the problem sometimes, at least in me, and I think God's encouraged me to say, look, it's me. And you know what happens when we begin to do that? And I have no time, I don't have no clock to watch my time, so it might be here a few hours, but that's okay, I got a lot to say. Um, but the truth is this, you know, you know, like, I actually feel like I've been constantly repenting, and I say this all the time, but from selfishness, because I'm so consumed, I, whether it's, Self, self-indulgence, self-reliance, self-protection, self-centeredness, self-exaltation. I want to be in control. And I'm a pretty strong, passionate kind of guy. I kind of get things done. You know, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not, I don't sit back. You know, people, when people get scared and um, they, they, uh, they withdraw, I go right at it swinging. You know I mean? I'm, I mean, and I'm the kind, I, I think I'd like Peter. I'd jump out on a boat and then start to sink and say, help, Lord, help. You know, I, I, that's my personality. But you know what? That doesn't always please God. The Bible says it doesn't please God without faith. Also, the Bible says this in Psalms, I think it's 145. It says that he does take no pleasure in, the, in, in, in horses and chariots or the strength of men, but he takes pleasure in those who hope in his mercy. That doesn't mean God's jealous over us. Or, or he's cons- that means God loves us so much. He's like, stop being in your own strength. Stop being wise in your own eyes. Stop depending on your own ability. Because my ability is much more greater. My love is much more greater. My anointing breaks yokes of bondages. My anointing brings healing to the nations. My anointing brings revelation that you'll never know about unless you drive and uh, you... you, you um, Pursue me, and you have your hearts from in me, your minds directed in me. It's relying on me, God says, him. But guess what? You notice I said me three times? Because it's always me, me, me. My eyes on me more than it's on God. My eyes is on how I feel, my frustrations, my concern, my hurts, my worries. You know, we sing these songs. They're amazing songs. We sing them. And, I, mean, I mean, I'm being honest. How many times... You just go, that's a great worship today, wasn't it? I think I'm touched differently because of worship. I love that song, I believe in you. I'm fired up. I am changed just by worshiping God in his presence. But you want to know something? Tuesday's going to come along when there is no worship music. And there ain't a bunch of believers all together in in unity worshiping their God. I'm alone, facing a battle, and I'm all alone. I'm not alone, but I feel alone. And and what am I going to do then? I got two choices to try to get through and grind through and try to get through whatever I want to, or run into the Lord and rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. A lot reminding myself how wonderful he is and reminding myself how wonderful I am in him. Lisa was talking about sin. What sin isn't under the, under the blood of Jesus Christ? But you know what? How often does sin separate us from God? But I don't believe sin separates us from God. If you're a believer, your sin don't separate from God. Now everybody's going, what? It does? It can. Because what sin did he not forgive? He said he washed all our sins away. That means sins that we committed yesterday, today, and maybe tomorrow. So sin, I say we separate ourselves from God. 
Because God said he'll never leave us or forsake us. But we separate it because what we do is we run. And the devil loves it, loves that. Because he can't, he can't compete with love. The Bible says there's no condemnation in Christ. The, when you, if you're feeling condemned and, and, and you pull yourself away from God, you're being lied to by the devil. I'm not saying the Holy Spirit ain't convicting of us of sin. He, no, he doesn't convict us. He convicts us of righteousness. See, God has, he's just a perfect king. He don't want to tell you what you're doing wrong. He wants to tell you how wonderful you are and that you were made for his glory and his righteousness is in you and that there's all things are possible. He don't want to focus on your mistakes. He wants to focus on who he called you to be and who you are. But the enemy can't compete with that. So the devil just wants to tell you you're not good enough. You're not worthy enough. You're, you shouldn't have done that. You could have, would have, should have. Come on, who am I fooling? Who are you fooling? The devil just wants to tell us we can't do it. And you know what? In our own ability, we can't do it. But in Christ, we can do all things in Christ. There's nothing impossible for us. So when I'm talking about rejoicing the Lord, it means focusing on the Lord. The Bible says pray without ceasing. How do you pray without ceasing? Is you meditate on God all the time. The Bible says, is keep your, I keep those in perfect peace, those who mind stayed on me because they trust in me. You have to have our minds focused on the Lord. But you know what? The enemy will stir it up. It's, here's, what I, I, it, here's what I see sometimes the Lord shows me when I take my problems. And they're problems. They're big problems. I'm sure you have bigger problems or just problems as well. But the enemy wants to blow them up in these big drive. Remember, the, who remembers driving Movies. Maybe they don't have them anymore, do they? Maybe in certain towns, small towns. Drive-in screen movies. I remember going to the kid. You know, he had this really, this weird speaker. Now they can do it on your radio. But they had these big screens. You couldn't miss it. That's what the devil does. He wants to blow it up. Look at this. Look at this, Tim. Look at this problem. Look how big it is. But when we look at God, that problem's not big at all. When you look in, in, when you rejoice in Christ, that problem's not as big as you think it is. It's just the truth. I can, I, we, um, we had a meeting with some of my upper leadership, my senior management, if you will, about five of us in the room, and, and, and um, Brittany is one of them, my daughter, and um, she, um, she's, she goes, man, she goes, we're just frustrated. There's so many different laws are passed, and we're kind, and she's, she's head of HR and all that, and we just have so many new policies. You know, you're, it, it's just constantly moving, and, and sometimes it's just, it's crap. I mean, I said it on, I'm saying it at the pulpit. It's just stuff that's just frustrating and stuff, and she just said this. She just says, she goes, let's pray, because I feel like I'm fearing. Let's just pray, and that's how we do. We'll stop in the middle of a, a meeting and start praying. Our, our, our business is of the Lord, so we can stop in the middle. And sometimes taking 10 minutes out and praying, your meeting goes so much smoother. So anyway, so before, you know, we're ready to pray, and I just stopped and said, wait a minute. Before I even prayed, I go, wait a minute. I go, whatever is going to happen, we're still in God. God's, God's in control. We need to trust in him. And she just, and I go, so let's pray. She goes, I don't need to pray just by you saying that. But we still prayed and thanked the Lord. But think about that. Just by saying what? Oh my gosh, we're having all these problems, but they're not bigger than God. And so we got to start trusting God. Think about that. And, and it just changed your mind. She goes, you're right. Just by saying it, I got a different view. This is what the enemy wants to keep our perspective and what we only can do what we can do. This is the cards that were dealt. 
this is, this, is, this is life and we just have to deal with it. That's not what the Father says. The Father says there's hope. The Father says I've come to bring life and through Jesus Christ. Jesus gives life and life more abundantly. We keep lining ourselves up with this every normal. This is what it is. I'm just, I'm just human. I'm just, I, I, you know, this is a broken world. Um, but, the, but Jesus says no. There's more than that. And I want to encourage this today because I have no, I'm watching the time. Five, okay, thanks. Five, that means ten. It's all, it's all church talk. Five, ten, it's all mixed. <laughs> but think about this, guys. What is my passion to be up here encouraging all of us? To lead different. To lead different. If you believe that you're not, that you're not enough, that's not true. You are enough. Enough for Jesus to die for you. Because I said he would have decided this one of us. You're enough. If you're going through a test or trial, or you've been through terrible trial tests, or just, uh, um, you've been abused or violated or hurt or rejected or stuff, that is important to God. I'm not trying to bluff that off. Oh, oh, just rejoice in the Lord. No, I'm saying take that and run and encounter God like you never have before. The song we said to get, um, you know, his power is even stronger in the rough of the waters. It's when you're down and you're, you're so down is when you become strong. When God can come in and you can experience God like never before. I can remember this time years ago, about 10, 15 years ago, I was just feeling, it, it, I was just feeling dry. You ever just feel like, and I'm going to be honest with you, you just feel like, where's God? You know, and I wasn't in deep sin or anything. I wasn't like walking away from God, giving up on, no, I was doing God stuff, but I personally was dry and I felt lonely. And I, so I just got up about one o'clock in the morning. I couldn't sleep, and I got up and I just started praising God. And I go, I go, and I go, man, I, I just, I, I'm just telling you, I'm being very transparent. I didn't feel God's presence. I didn't, I didn't feel that there was no God. I'm like, where? And then, I, you know what I did? I, reached, I encouraged myself and Lord. I said, wait, Lord. I said this out loud in my in my house. I don't turn lights on when I get up in the middle of the night. So because you can kind of see once your eyes get adjusted. I'm just in the dark. I'm just in the dark in my my living room. And I said, Lord, I don't care whether I feel or not. I'm a liar. Your word's true. And you're here. And you'll never leave me nor forsake me. And you're awesome. And I just started praising God and worshiping God. I go, I don't care if I feel you're here. And I'm dancing and I'm worshiping God. And all of a sudden, Jesus comes in. I, I, I mean, I didn't see him, but his presence is there. And I had experience when I was 10 years old when he called me to, to, um, to his kingdom uh, when I was 10. But he came in. I couldn't see him. So his presence was so strong, I just started crying. And I fell on my face. I mean, I just fell on my face. I'm laying on my face. I'm crying and stuff. And I kept hearing him, get up. And I, I get up, and I get up, and, he, and, I, and, I, and I'm oh, you're so awesome. I fall back down. And Jesus says, get up. And I keep falling down. I go, I'm not worthy. He goes, I said you're worthy. Now get up and walk with me. Get up and walk with me, Jesus says. But Lord, I'm not worthy. He goes, I said you're worthy. Get up and walk with me. And I just walked with him. And by the way, when I, when, when I was all done praying, it was 5.30 in the morning. And guess what? I didn't wake up tired. I was full of energy. I just spent four hours with Jesus. Well, the first hour I was sitting there whining and crying, but three hours with Jesus. Three hours with Jesus, you'll never be the same. And you might say, oh, man, Chris, you're awesome. That's the pastor up here, elder. I'm not, whatever. That's the man. No, God's not a respecter of persons. God wants to invade your life and take over your life as well. Let him have them. He wants you to experience him just like I experienced him. He wants you to receive his love just like I received his love. 
This is what we, 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 we get in our understanding. Oh, that's just Chris. He's a special guy. You know what I'm special? It's just because I believed in him. Once I made Jesus Christ my Lord and Savior, I became special. And once you make Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, you're special. So if you're a believer in Christ, you're a son and daughter, you're special. And you have, you have an inheritance, you have everything his word says. So when I talk about rejoicing in the Lord, I'm talking about reminding yourself of who he is, what he has done, and then who you become in him and what you can do in him. It changes us. It should change our destiny. And it should bring hunger to seek more of him. It should bring hunger to worship him and thank him. I'll tell you this story. Um, this is literally over 30 years ago. I was in Memphis. Me and Lisa moved down to Memphis. And that's how I got into business. Um, and I went down there. And my car, we had, and we, you know how you first start off? We had one car. You just have one car, you know. So Lisa had to get up and drop me off if she wanted a car. We lived 35 minutes from work, so sometimes I just take the car. But I took the car, and then um, we had a car seat in there and stuff. And, and my, car, my, my car breaks down. So I pulled over in probably not the nicest neighborhood. I pulled over, and then I called my, my people at work and some of my mechanics and said, hey, let's go pick up my car tomorrow. I said, sure. So someone, someone picked me up and picked up my car. Well, my car got broken into. They smashed all the windows. They took my, my car seat. They took all my teaching tapes I had and all my CDs. That was the only good news. They took all my Christian CDs and worship tapes and all that. I think it was a cassette. It wasn't even a CD, was it, back then? So anyways, um, and, then, and then they tried prying because we had a real nice stereo. They pried the stereo, so they destroyed my dash. They just prying it and broke it and beating on it. They couldn't get the stereo out. And then they just, and they just ripped my car apart. So then I'm, so I get there and I'm feeling like, like, like a knife in my heart. I'm feeling violated. I'm feeling like, oh my gosh, I've almost for one second felt godless. Like what, why did you allow this to happen? I didn't. I started screaming at the top of my lungs in this parking lot, worshiping God and, and praising God and dancing, say, you're alive. And I did this. And my, and my people that, my people, my maintenance guys that work for me, they say, Chris, you know, we know you love the Lord and all that, but, but Chris, I think there's something wrong with you. <laughs> they go, seriously, they go, say, you, you, I think that's flaky. I don't think that's God. And, and I said, no, it's, it's because that's ridiculous that you would just worship and dance. I said, I have nothing else to do. My car is destroyed. I'm going to worship my God. I'm going to worship my Lord. And I said, you watch. My car will be fixed or whatever. My car never got fixed. But six months later, I got a new car. Amen. And the thing about what I'm trying to say is it just doesn't make sense in our natural minds when we're going through something, trying to walk something out to just start rejoicing in the Lord. But it does mean a lot. When you begin to focus on God, you begin to line yourself back up with God. And then you begin to, to see what he sees. If you don't, uh, you don't allow God to be take over, you will always see only what you can see. But the Bible says my people perish for lack of vision and revelation. God wants to give you revelation. Revelation to walk out what you need to walk out to carry out your destiny. So it's just not some worship song when we say we're going to rejoice in the Lord. It's literally saying, God, it's you, reminding ourselves what he's done. And stand in that. That's where our faith comes in, what he has done and who he is. Not what we are, but who he is. And then what he has done, we can, we can partner with him. And we can go in his strength, in his power, his anointing, his peace. There's, how many people have not felt peace in a long time? You don't have to raise your hand. How many people have not felt peace? I can, I can, you know who I'm talking to. Even me. Why does peace get robbed from us so much? 
is because we're more focused on our circumstances, on us, or the things around us than we are on God. Because the Bible says he'll keep those in perfect peace, those whose minds stayed on him. Because we're reminding ourselves how good he is, how faithful he is, how much he loves us. And I tell you right now, if you lose, I, I, I know I lose my peace a lot, but it's mine, God's given you, it's fruit of the Spirit, I, go, I just go after it. You know, you know what I mean? Like if, if someone gave you directions and you didn't follow those directions, you wouldn't find the house. If I say, come over to my house, I'll give you directions. And you go, I'm not going to read the directions, I'm going to do my own, I don't care, I'll figure it out myself. You might never find it. There's ways and there's, God has ways and he has wisdom, and he has direction. It's trusting in him, it's relying on him, it's, it's, it's acknowledge him in all your ways. I'll, I'll, I'll close with this. Proverbs, the bank can come up, am I about right? That was about seven, eight, ten minutes, whatever, five minutes, whatever. Um, but think about this. I love this scripture. I think I quote it every time I get up here. And I'll say it for the rest of my life. It's my life scripture. Proverbs 5, excuse me, Proverbs 3, chapter, or chapter 3, verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not in your own understanding, but acknowledge him in all your ways. He will, he will direct or make your path smooth. He will. And then he repeats himself. He says, do not be wise in your eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. And the fear of the Lord is not being afraid of God. It's saying, I'm only doing it God's way. Let's be honest with ourselves. How often do we try to do it our way first? And then when it doesn't work, then we go to God. Can we learn today at this one thing? God, I'm going to put you, I'm going to learn how to help me, Holy Spirit, to learn how to trust in you, to walk in your strength and your power. Can we believe that? Let's stand up. Let's, let me pray for everybody. And let your hope rise, because faith is something hoped for, but yet not seen. Let your hope rise so faith will be stirred up. Amen? And Jonathan had a word about let go. Then let go if you need to let go. If you need to grab hold of something, grab hold of something. So Father, we just thank you right now. As your sons and daughters, we come before you and we cast all your care upon you because we know you care for us, that you love us. And Father, we just give it all to you. All our frustrations, our pains, our concerns, fears, worries, issues. And we just thank you for your help. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your peace. And I pray for each one of us, Father, as you open our eyes to see how victorious we are in you, Jesus, that we walk with confidence. We thank you for hunger in our hearts, and we thank you for revival in our souls, Father God. We thank you that we have the mind of Christ, a mind that stayed on you, a mind that walks in, in spiritual wisdom, enlightenment, and understanding of you, Lord Jesus. So we give you glory, honor, and praise in your name, Jesus. Amen. 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 Thank you for listening. If you would like to learn more about DCC, get involved in one of our ministries, or give to support us, you can find us at achurchinthecity.org. You can also follow us on Instagram at Downtown Christian Church for Sunday morning set lists, sermon series announcements, and much more. You can also join us live on YouTube every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern. Just search for Downtown Christian Church. Thank you for listening.